Welcome to Homemade in Alberta, featuring the rising stars of Alberta country music and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott, and thanks for hanging out today. In the spotlight this week is Calgary's own pop country artist, Alex Hughes. We had a fabulous conversation all about how her career has gotten to where it is today and all the steps that she took, where she's gone, where she's been, and where she's going. Of course, you're going to get to know Alex Hughes a little bit better. You're also going to hear about who she has collaborated with, who she would love to collaborate with, how he might have created the Calgary Stampede's next anthem, <laughs> some of her very notable achievements, and of course, you're going to hear her latest song, so good. It is so good. It's called After 31. It was a fabulous conversation. I cannot wait for you to hear it. I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. Thank you so much for joining me, Alex. I really appreciate it. We have talked several times in the past, of course, for my previous jobs and everything, but this is a brand new platform with a brand new audience and a brand new show. And I'm so excited to get you on to get more people to know more about you. So with that said, we are going to go right back to the very beginning of your career and where it all started. And from my understanding, you have been singing since before you could talk. And I'm not surprised because <laughs> your vocals are just amazing. So let's start at Aww. the very beginning of Alex. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and thanks for the nice compliments, Sarah. That's so nice of you. Yeah, really, I have been singing ever since I could remember. I grew up in a large multicultural family. So we were always having these like big backyard parties and I had cousins that played in bands, so they would perform. So I remember as young as like four years old, I was like, oh, I'm going to open for my cousins and sing and perform for my whole family. And then, you know, in elementary school, I joined the choir. So I was always doing solos. And then around seven years old, I entered my first singing contest and it was called, I think the kick and country karaoke contest. <laughs> and it was in Calgary at Eau Claire market. I like fell in love with being on stage and I ended up winning, which was pretty wild. So since that moment, I was like, you know, I won and I want a free bike and a free helmet. And I'm this little seven-year-old. I'm like, singing is awesome. I get to do what I love and win some free stuff. And obviously, you know, since then, the journey hasn't been quite as easy. You don't just win everything you, <laughs> you do. But, but it was a, a pretty fun way to kind of get introduced into the world of music and and get out performing for sure and I feel like if you could win a new bike at every competition that would be a bad thing you know but <laughs> right <laughs> you can only use so many bikes really <laughs> exactly but that is just yeah. like so cool and ever since then you have saying numerous genres and every time I've gone to one of your shows you never know what to expect and I absolutely love that because you go anywhere from like R&B to rock to pop back to country back to R&B back to like turning a rock song into a pop song and into a country song and I think that's so great so when you are doing your own writing and your own composition of music yourself how do you weave all of your musical inspirations into your sound yeah that's something that I've been really trying to hone over the last few years in my writing and I think you know it's something that's continuing to evolve but a sound that I've found to be really authentic to me is I love country music, particularly for the lyrics. I love lyrics. I think, you know, they can make a song so magical and so memorable. So I usually try to take that part of country and I love like some of the sounds of the old country singers like Patsy Cline, for example. So weave some of those sounds into like a little bit more of a pop beat 
And something that has, I like you, you hit the nail on the head. I love R&B as a genre that I always try to kind of mix in a little bit. So I usually have a little bit of a heavier bass lick and a little bit heavier of a beat in my originals. And uh, I'm trying to find that sound and find a way to bring that different sound and style to the country music world. Cause I think there is a way to kind of incorporate it. And that's sort of what I'm starting to do. For sure. And with that said, with you combining a lot of different genres together into your shows and into your sounds, we got to talk about who some of your inspirations are. So who do you look up to in the music industry and why? Oh, I have so many, so many people that I look up into in the music industry One artist that comes to mind is Eva Cassidy. I watched her performance just on YouTube at the House of Blues in Los Angeles. And her voice is just out of this world. And the way that she performs songs just pulls on your heartstrings and just makes you feel everything. So she's a huge inspiration to me vocally. I'm inspired by artists. Like I love some girl power country, like obviously Shania grew up loving listening to Shania. I actually love a lot of the old country artists too. Like Patsy Cline really influenced me in my career and Linda Ronstadt. So there's so many inspirational artists and I love all music. So I try to kind of listen and take inspiration from everywhere. That's really, really cool. And you mentioned the House of Blues in LA and you actually spend quite a bit of time down in LA doing your music down there. So tell us a bit about that experience. Sure. Yeah. So in my earlier twenties, I had the opportunity to move down to Los Angeles to work with a producer there. Producer's name was Walter Afanasiev, and he is a Grammy award-winning producer. So some of the artists he's worked with are like Mariah Carey, Celine Dion. And I had this great opportunity to go down and spend some time with him, working with him as a mentor, record. And it was honestly, it was such an incredible experience I was there for a couple of years and I, I learned so much about myself and about the music industry and about the music business. I won't lie. LA is a tough place to be, especially coming from Canada. I think we have it really good here. People are genuine and kind, or most of them, at least. I know we, <laughs> there's a few <laughs> who might not be, but I found it tough to be there. And the friends that I ended up making were people that, you know, were from the Southern U.S., and they have since moved back to Nashville. It was just sort of funny. I, I I never felt like I quite fit in there perfectly. So I ended up coming back to Canada. And I think that's when I finally started to find, you know, my true sound and my true voice. For sure. And you have an incredible voice, like incredible voice. Aww. And when you came back to Canada, how did you continue on with your music career? And what steps did you take to continue to be able to succeed in this business? You know, there was a few key things that kind of helped me get re-inspired to get going because I definitely coming home, I felt a little discouraged, like I was kind of giving up on something there. And then I found the community here, like the Country Music Alberta community. I was able to also participate in the CMI AE West program. So all of these networks of people who are all working towards careers in music or helping inspire careers in music just really gave me the motivation to keep going and keep making music and keep pursuing, trying to find the artist that I was meant to be. That's pretty cool. And if you could describe yourself as an artist, how would you describe yourself? That's a great question. It's always uh, (laughs) a fun one to try to answer. (laughs) 
you know, I think the easiest way to answer, it's like probably the short little sentence that we all have to put in our bio, like, you know, Alex Hughes, the pop country artist from Calgary, Alberta, but you sort of were kind of talking about that a little bit earlier. You know, I'm a pop country artist from Calgary who, you know, is making music that has a little bit of an edge that dips into the pop and into the R&B. And I'm trying to make some music that people can relate to. As I mentioned earlier with your shows, you almost never know what to expect, which is so fun because you do play so many different genres. So when you are creating a set list for your shows, how do you do it? Do you do it based on the venue? Do you do it based on what you think the audience is going to like? Do you do it based on songs that you just love to perform? How do you do it? Oh, that's a fun question. Every show is different. So it's definitely maybe kind of based on the venue And there are certain shows where I know I get a lot more creative freedom. And those are my favorite shows for sure, because that's when I do like throw in, you know, a slightly countrified version of like no scrubs or, you know, some song that you wouldn't expect to hear a country artist do. And I love those shows. But then there's some shows where we just got to go. Like I got to play Nashville North this summer at the Stampede and that was like full country. But those songs are some of my absolute favorite songs to perform because they're so much fun. So I think you're right in saying it's definitely dependent on the show, but I definitely like a little bit more of an intimate venue where I can explore the creativity of just like playing some things that you might not expect to hear. It definitely shows in your shows, of course, how much fun you have on stage and how much fun you have choosing the songs. You can definitely see it on stage. And we're going to talk about your originals now. You have come up with a few over the last couple of years. Your debut single was Strong As You, which still absolutely love. And then you came out with Gentleman, which I still absolutely absolutely love. And you've also collaborated with some pop artists such as Fayence. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Fayence? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Fayence dreams have hang up on me. You have also been a part of leaving Thomas's acclaimed album. Nothing comes for free. And the song on the song lie to me and Ryan Lindsay, you've teamed up with him as well with the ride with his song, Darlin, your classic. And you've worked with several artists over the last couple of years as well. So tell us a bit about working with other artists and collaborating and uh, having that as a part of your musical journey. I think that's one of my favorite parts about being an artist is getting the chance to collaborate with other artists and get creative. So I think that's why it's something that I really try to do a lot. Co-writing has strengthened my music greatly and I'm so grateful for such a great network of people to co-write with in Alberta and even in Canada and since COVID almost beyond there's you know used to be able to have to actually go down to Nashville to to access some of these networks of writers but we're lucky now that people are more open to the Zoom write and that kind of thing so co-writing has become a big part of my collaborative artist journey. And then as you're saying, I also love to explore other styles of music and other genres. So when Fayon's Dream asked me to sing on his song, Hang Up On Me, I was like, yes, I am so down to try this. Pop punk is a genre that I've actually never explored until then. And I will tell you, it was very (laughs) challenging. Just really like you make it sound so easy. Like your voice fits so perfectly (laughs) in that song. And I'm not saying that like I had that song on repeat on my running list for about three weeks. So, (laughs) oh, that's so nice. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And it was challenging. It definitely required a little bit I like to sing pretty I don't know I'm a sucker for just soft pretty kind of singing and that required a little bit more angst so I had to like dig deep to like my teenage years and just like (laughs) pull some angst out (laughs) 
Yeah. So, you know, I've been lucky to have had people approach me for certain collaborations and I'm always open to, to exploring and being creative. It's been really fun to be able to do that. And I I actually have some fun collaborations that will be coming up in the future as well. So stay tuned. (laughs) Well, that is so fun. We'll talk about what you're going to be up to in the future as well here. But I think the reason, I don't know, it's going to sound interesting, but I think the reason why people want to work with you, because you said you're always open to it, of course, is because you are always open to it and you don't get discouraged by the little things like the cancellation of shows in 2020. You saw an opportunity to develop and continue your craft of songwriting and you kept yourself busy with co-writing over 50 songs with writers from Calgary, Nashville, Chicago, and even the UK. And that is just the absolute coolest. So writing with people from different cities and even different countries, what was it like compared to writing with songwriters from here in Canada? Was there any difference or was there any like different viewpoints or standpoints or anything like that? Yeah, it was so exciting to be able to access a larger network of people to write with. I never thought I would have a chance to write with, for example, and the artist I was writing with from Chicago, her name is Grace Coletta. And she does this really cool kind of pop stuff. And we connected through a a mutual friend, Shannon MacArthur, who um, I've worked with in the past and also produced my latest song. But I never really even thought beyond sort of the network of collaborators within sort of the Alberta network, Canada network, and then Nashville just felt like the easy network to try to access and to work with pursuing country music. But, you know, what's stopping us from, you know, trying different genres of music and trying to explore our, our styles as writers. And that was what was most exciting about being able to collaborate with people from all over the world. And instead of just focusing on, you know, sometimes, especially when you're working towards singles or an album, you're, you are trying to hyper-focus on finding the right songs for you. But what I really liked about having some downtime during COVID was the opportunity to write just open-endedly for anyone, any style, any genre, and just explore that creativity. And you're right in saying it, it opened up different viewpoints. It opened up different topics of conversation that you might not find with people are in different places. So they're experiencing different things. And that was really cool. That's pretty sweet. Were there any really memorable collaborations that you had? Uh, Actually great with Grace, the artist that I brought up earlier, we (laughs) wrote a song about like a love song to her best friend It was so cute. It's like this bubbly pop love song about how important your best friend was. And so we were like going back on all these childhood fun memories. And we both had totally different childhoods growing up in totally different, well, different countries. So it was sort of fun because there were lots of similarities and lots of differences. And we just had a blast writing it. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Who is like your dream collaboration? Ooh, that's a fun question. (laughs) Um, Okay. Collaboration is different than dream. The person I've always wanted to write with, I look up to greatly is Hilary Lindsay, who's written, you know, many songs, Carrie Underwood and all all these fantastic artists, but collaboration, I'm going to go with somebody like, Hmm, I'd love to collaborate with like, I don't know, someone just so random. Like I want to say Snoop Dogg and I know that's so random, (laughs) (laughs) that's my, that's my dream. I don't know. That's pretty fun. I love that. So with that said, this may be another tough question, but if you could write a song with Snoop Dogg, what kind of song would you like to write with him? Oh, that's a hilarious question. I have no (laughs) idea. (laughs) 
I actually, you know, when he was on the song, California girls with Katy Perry, yeah. I just, I love that. And I'm a sucker for like straight, like super pop songs. So maybe something like that, but maybe it'd be like Alberta girls. How cool would that be? Ooh, that'd be fun. I feel like that would go very well over stampede. That would go totally. over very well. <laughs> yes. It'll be a, a stampede anthem. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or you could do like stampede girls. <laughs> Yes, that would be even better. I'm I'm seeing the like the TikToks. I'm getting marketing ideas here. I think we've got something, sir. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah. Well, speaking of like social media, you are so good at social media. I've seen your TikToks. I've seen your Instagram, of course. I follow you on everything. How do you keep up with all of the changing everything that comes with social media as an artist? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'm I know you know like the social media game is uh it's a lot of work. I try to keep up. I feel like you go in waves as far as like inspiration goes. So I've definitely kind of like I was really into TikTok. I'm not so much into it anymore. Still really like Instagram, but yeah, I just try to like keep creative and have fun with it. I think people put a lot of pressure on it being so perfect and truthfully, like it can be really fun. So I just try to have fun with it. And when I'm inspired, I kind of let it run. For sure. And before we talk about your 2021 and some of your notable achievements over the last couple of years, you're also part of another project called Bell Cabin. That's kind of cool. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So myself and Darcy Stamp, who is a fantastic fiddle violin player, put together this duo. We actually, to be perfectly honest, we did it a few years ago, really just because we knew Stampede was coming up. So there would be an opportunity for a lot of good gigs, do kind of a folky, fun thing. And it's turned into so much more than that. We just have hit it off collaboratively and you know we're actually working on releasing our debut original single we've released a couple of singles of covers so we're working on our first original song which we're really excited about it's definitely a unique duo like I don't think it's it certainly comes off unexpected a lot of times to hear you know a female vocalist with playing guitar and a violin fiddle. It's it's just something that's a little bit unique. And we're just kind of running with that and having fun and just having a blast getting creative together. It's it's so nice to be able to have, you know, obviously I have my Alex Hughes music project and Bell Cabin has been a really great creative outlet um, to explore just another different side of me and of music and work with somebody who's so incredibly talented like Darcy. For sure. And I think that uniqueness is what makes it so wonderful to listen to because I've heard those covers that you've brought out and I love them. So Aww. I think this is great. And I can't wait to hear your original coming into 2021. We're moving through time now. <laughs> <laughs> From my understanding, you had multiple sold out shows and in such a tough year when things kind of opened up again, that is incredible. So congrats on that and a country music award horizon female artist of the year nomination in the past and you were selected for project wild country artist development program in the top 12 like which is amazing those are just a few of the ways you are making a presence in canadian country music but in your words and in your thoughts what do you feel have been some of your biggest achievements and accomplishments as an artist yourself oh thank you for asking that and and thank you for highlighting some of those things that i got to do this year which were pretty cool it was certainly a challenging year. And as you know, we were constantly trying to adapt, but it was also a unique year in which all those shows that I was actually able to do were so special because they were so appreciated. People seemed to just really miss music and miss seeing shows and missed connecting. So 
all of the shows that I was able to do were, were really special. One that really stands out to me and is one that'll be memorable forever is I did a show called Coyote Stunning at the Prairie Emporium. And it was myself. I got to sing the songs from the Coyote Ugly soundtrack while drag performers performed alongside me. And that was something that I I didn't even know was like a dream. And when it was happening, I was like, this is a dream come true. This is the most fun I've ever had on stage in my life. And that was just a really special moment because we were able to, you know, have a lot of people in the room and they were just having so much fun. It was so much fun to be able to bring that kind of joy to people. And especially after everyone's dealt with so much, just such a challenging year. So that one was one that was really special to me. And I I got to perform at Nashville North of the Stampede, which was a big bucket list one. I got to go out to the CCMAs. So it was, you know, though there were challenges, there were definitely some pretty cool things that I was still able to be a part of, which was really special. Oh, that is wonderful. I feel like 2022 is going to be a much better year. And before we play After 31, your latest, greatest release, one of your greatest, I love all your songs. So let's just say another one of your amazing songs. (laughs) Thank you. That's really sweet. (laughs) So with plans to record and release your debut full length album in 2022, that was uh, on your website. What else you got going on and how are you creating this album? Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned, I'm in the Project Wild development program right now. So right now that's kind of taking a lot of my energy, getting the marketing plan and trying to put as much into that program as I can. And, you know, as soon as that wraps up, I'll be just deep diving into working on this album and I'm hoping to get it out before the end of 2022. It's been something that I've wanted to do for my entire career, do a full length album. It's tough to know in the music industry if, you know, you keep releasing singles, if you do an album, but for me, I just, I want to release something that's a collective piece of music that people can, you know, listen to, put on in the car and listen to it in its entirety and, you know, hopefully connect to some of those songs, you know, relate to them. And it's just going to be something that will be a piece of me that I want to be able to give to people and have it sort of finally be out there in the world, finally put a collective piece of music out there. So that's, that's the goal for 2022, just hyper-focus into making this album happen and hopefully play some shows. I mean, things are a little sticky right now, but I think we're on the, uh, on the uphill. So <laughs> I'm hoping to be able to get out and, and just get back playing for people. Cause that's why so many of us do this really is, is to connect with people. For sure. And is there anywhere in Canada that you cannot wait to play in the future? There's so many places. I couldn't believe I was in uh, London, Ontario for the CCMAs. And I now I want to get back out to Ontario. Like the country scene up there seems awesome. So definitely planning to do a tour as well um, with the album. And, and I just, I want to hit, I want to hit everywhere in Canada. <laughs> I think we live in such a, such a great country. There's so many country music fans and I'd love to be able to kind of connect with them, do a bit of, of a radio tour and hit the whole country. We got to play one of your songs now, which is super exciting. So after 31, this is your latest release. It is so stinking good. Tell us a bit Aww. about it. <laughs> 
After 31, it's definitely the song that I've been most excited to release of all my songs because it is such a personal story for me. I wrote this one with Lydia Sutherland and Parker Gray, who are two fantastic Canadian country artists. You know, we were just hanging out on one of the Zoom rights. It was a week or two before my 31st birthday, and I was just sort of venting to them saying, you know, I'm kind of scared to turn 31. Turning 30 was fun. Like it was just like, ah, I'm 30. This is fun. It's a party. But 31 was like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I'm in my 30s now. Like this is a big deal. But, you know, the more we got to talking, the more we realized it really doesn't matter what age you are. You feel certain pressure to have achieved certain things, whether it's in your career or if it's in your, you know, relationships or whatever it may be, there are many stages in life where you feel the pressure and you wished you could have already achieved things that you might have haven't or might have not yet. So this song was a bit of a of a love story to yourself to remind yourself that you really don't have to have it all figured out by any age. Don't put that kind of pressure on yourself because there's no reason why you should have to do certain things by a certain time. We all can take as much time as we need to finally find the things that we want to do and want to achieve. So that's kind of where this song came from and there's all the these moments of the song that are really true parts of my life. So when we were writing it, I actually choked up a couple times. I think there's a line fighting with your mom, like she's your enemy. I, I literally think of those fights and those moments with my mom and these special like coming of age moments. So I hoped that the listeners would be able to hear these moments as well and hopefully be able to relate to them and do some reflecting. Introduce it for us. Yes. So here is my latest single, After 31. Hope you all enjoy it. After he leaves at 20 Trying to be the life of every single party And at 23 You start to notice you shouldn't trust everybody
there's Alex Hughes with After 31 on Homemade in Alberta. That song and all of her music is available wherever you buy, download, or stream your music right now. And you can follow along on her very, very exciting musical career on all social media platforms and of course on her website as well. A massive thank you going out to Alex for hanging out on Homemade in Alberta this week. It was an absolute pleasure. You are welcome back anytime. And I wish you all the best in 2022 and I cannot wait to see where it takes you. That was so fun. Well, that has been your Homemade in Alberta for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Sarah Scott. Have a great rest of your day. (music) 